Section 1 of The Pot of Gold and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Pot of Gold and Other Stories by Mary E. Wilkins Freeman. The Pot of Gold. The Flower family lived in a little house in a broad grassy meadow, which sloped a few rods from their front door down to a gentle silvery river right across the river rose a lovely dark green mountain and when there was a rainbow as there frequently was nothing could have looked more enchanting than it did rising from the opposite bank of the stream with the wet shadowy mountain for a background all the flower family would invariably run to their front windows and their door to see it the flower family numbered nine father and mother flower and seven children father flower was an unappreciated poet mother flower was very much like all mothers and the seven children were very sweet and interesting their first names all matched beautifully with their last name and with their personal appearance for instance the oldest girl who had soft blue eyes and flaxen curls was called flax flower the little boy who came next and had very red cheeks and loved to sleep late in the morning was called poppy flower and so on this charming suitableness of their names was owing to father flower he had a theory that a great deal of the misery and discord in the world comes from things not matching properly as they should and he thought there ought to be a certain correspondence between all things that were in juxtaposition to each other just as there ought to be between the last two words of a couplet of poetry but he found very often there was no correspondence at all just as words in poetry do not always rhyme when they should however he did his best to remedy it he saw that every one of his children's names were suitable and accorded with their personal characteristics and in his flower garden for he raised flowers for the market only those of complementary colors were allowed to grow in adjoining beds and as often as possible they rhymed in their names but that was a more difficult matter to manage and very few flowers were rhymed or if they were none rhymed correctly he had a bed of box next to one of phlox and a trellis of woodbine grew next to one of eglantine and a thicket of elder blows was next to one of rose but he was forced to let his violets and honeysuckles and many others go entirely unrhymed this disturbed him considerably but he reflected that it was not his fault but that of the man who made the language and named the different flowers he should have looked to it that those of complementary colors had names to rhyme with each other then all would have been harmonious and as it should have been father flower had chosen this way of earning his livelihood when he realized that he was doomed to be an unappreciated poet because it suited so well with his name and if the flowers had only rhymed a little better he would have been very well contented as it was he never grumbled he also saw to it that the furniture in his little house and the cooking utensils rhymed as nearly as possible though that was oftentimes a difficult matter to bring about and required a vast deal of thought and hard study the table always stood under the gable end of the roof the footstool always stood where it was cool and the big rocking-chair in a glare of sunlight the lamp too he kept down cellar where it was damp but all these were rather far-fetched and sometimes quite inconvenient occasionally there would be an article that he could not rhyme until he had spent years of thought over it and when he did it would disturb the comfort of the family greatly 
there was a spider he puzzled over that exceedingly and when he rhymed it at last mother flower or one of the little girls had always to take the spider beside her when she sat down which was of course quite troublesome the kettle he rhymed first with nettle and hung a bunch of nettle over it till all the children got dreadfully stung then he tried settle and hung the kettle over the settle but that was no place for it they had to go without their tea and everybody who sat on the settle bumped his head against the kettle at last it occurred to father flower that if he should make a slight change in the language the kettle could rhyme with the skillet and sit beside it on the stove as it ought leaving harmony out of the equation to do accordingly all the children were instructed to call the skillet a skettle and the kettle stood by its side on the stove ever afterward the house was a very pretty one although it was quite rude and very simple it was built of logs and had a thatched roof which projected far out over the walls but it was all overrun with the loveliest flowering vines imaginable and inside nothing could have been more exquisitely neat and homelike although there was only one room and a little garret over it all around the house were the flower beds and the vine trellises and the blooming shrubs and they were always in the most beautiful order now although all this was very pretty to see and seemingly very simple to bring to pass yet there was a vast deal of labor in it for some for flowers do not look so trim and thriving without tending and houses do not look so spotlessly clean without constant care all the flower family worked hard even the littlest children had their daily tasks set them the oldest girl especially little flax flower was kept busy from morning till night taking care of her younger brothers and sisters and weeding flowers but for all that she was a very happy little girl as indeed were the whole family as they did not mind working and loved each other dearly father flower to be sure felt a little sad sometimes for although his lot in life was a pleasant one it was not exactly what he would have chosen once in a while he had a great longing for something different he confided a great many of his feelings to flax flower she was more like him than any of the other children and could understand him even better than his wife he thought one day when there had been a heavy shower and a beautiful rainbow he and flax were out in the garden tying up some rose bushes which the rain had beaten down and he said to her how he wished he could find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow flax if you will believe me had never heard of it so he had to tell her all about it and also say a little poem he had made about it to her the poem ran something in this way oh what is it shineth so golden clear at the rainbow's foot on the dark green hill tis the pot of gold that for many a year has shone and is shining and dazzling still and whom is it for o pilgrim pray for thee sweetheart shouldest thou go that way flax listened with her soft blue eyes very wide open i suppose if we should find that pot of gold it would make us very rich wouldn't it father she said she yes replied her father we could have taken a grand house and keep a gardener and a maid to take care of the children and we should no longer have to work so hard he sighed as he spoke and tears stood in his gentle blue eyes which were very much like flax's however we shall never find it he added why couldn't we run ever so fast when we saw the rainbow inquired flax and get the pot of gold don't be foolish child said her father you could not possibly reach it before the rainbow was quite faded away true said flax but she fell to thinking as she tied up the dripping roses 
The next rainbow they had she eyed very closely, standing out on the front doorstep in the rain, and she saw that one end of it seemed to touch the ground at the foot of a pine tree on the side of the mountain, which was quite conspicuous among its fellows, it was so tall. The other end had nothing especial to mark it. I will try to end where the tall pine tree is first, said Flax to herself, because that will be the easiest to find. If the pot of gold isn't there, I will try to find the other end. A few days after that, it was very hot and sultry, and at noon the thunderheads were piled high all around the horizon. I don't doubt but we shall have showers this afternoon, said Father Flower, when he came in from the garden for his dinner. After the dinner dishes were washed up, and the baby rocked